It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast with me, magazine editor Fergus Collins. In this episode, I head into the valleys of South Wales with the Gwent Wildlife Trust in search of the first signs of spring. It's the most beautiful early April morning and I've come to a small valley south of Evervale where I'm looking for signs of spring and they're all around. I'm meeting Becky Ward from the Gwent Wildlife Trust. This is one of their reserves. It's called Silent Valley National Nature Reserve. She says it's her favourite, and she's going to show me around and share her expertise, and hopefully we'll find some wonderful wildlife spectacles. Silent Valley sits on the edge of a small village that was clearly once part of the massive industrial complex of South Wales. Uh, It sounds quite quiet now. There's a bit bit of action down there. A uh, brief description of what it looks like from the entrance. Just lots of well, leafless trees still up here and a great hill high above, but the valley dives down below and it's quite hard to see exactly what there is down there at the moment, which is pretty exciting. Uh, lots of ash trees, a few oaks and maybe even some beech here. A lovely singing dunnock nearby. But yes, this is like a huge dark moorland high above which seems to dominate but the sun is already over the hill so that and penetrating the valley so we should have lots of warmth and the bird song's terrific drowning out the mechanical noises from down in the village great spot of woodpecker so becky's joined me and we're in the silent valley national nature reserve um becky what's the history of this lovely place 
Is this, uh, is there lots of industrial history in this valley? There, there is an awful lot. Um, the name Silent Valley um, was disputed as to where it came from, but possibly from the fact that it was so silent um, in this valley in comparison to the nearby... To the noise steel. of all the industry. Wow. Yes. OK, that's, that's pretty... Um, there are, as we walk through, you'll see boundaries of um, medieval farms. Um, yeah, just... Um, there were apparently three medieval farms and you'll see boundary stone walls of um, uplands and um, inhabitants and there is a stable remains of a stable on the top dram road um, and the old coil spoil um, tips that are fantastic for hopefully we'll see some butterflies oh, that would be amazing. or invertebrates yeah. um, today brilliant, I can't wait and um, just one more so there's, there's nobody living here now, then? No, no... So it is Silent Valley now? It is Silent from, Valley. All these really irritating birds singing and, not, and disturbing the peace. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very beautiful, it. yeah. With hopefully some ravens. We'll, hopefully we'll hear them calling later. Perfect. Let's march on. So what's this little wayside flower, Becky? This little gem is our golden saxifrage that's, um, yeah, carpeting the banks as we enter the reserves. So just to our left, if you look up in the oak tree, you can see um, holes from great spotted woodpecker. Oh, really? I thought I would have noticed them. Nesting. They're very round. I mean, they're really, really neat round holes. Yes. And those are the nest holes. Again. Yes, yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Um, We've just heard one drumming. Hopefully we'll pick it up on the, on the recording. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So one of our um, early spring plants, um, we've got wood sorrel here with these beautiful clover-like leaves. and um, like upside-down hearts, aren't they? Yes. Them. Yeah, so they'll open up um, as the day goes on. And I think, without stamping on them, um, <laughs> I can yeah. see... Um, a little flower. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, a little tiny white flower. Very, very delicate. It hasn't yet opened, so um, slightly on the woodland edge, so it's slightly shaded here, but that will... Because we're quite high, open. so it feels much more wintry up here still yes. than down in the valley. Yes, so, it, yeah, we're getting higher, and you can, as we're, as we're walking, just hear the, the beach nutcases crunching, crunching on the path. That's lovely. Yeah. This is a tiny beech tree, is it? Yeah, these are all um, natural regen, so the, um, the, we've got the older trees in the background on the stream edge, and um, it's just years of beech nuts. It's really sweet. It's literally eight inches high, like a, but a tiny, perfectly formed beech tree. Um, but there's obviously nothing nibbling them here, because quite a lot of woodlands that I've been to, not so much in this area but around Britain have so many deer that nothing regenerates so there's no deer here No deer, um, there are well, sheep and ponies were, um, have been excluded from the site since we've taken ownership um, in the early 1980s and we do get rogue sheep and sometimes cattle but, but luckily um, the, the trees have man, man, managed to evade destruction. <laughs> yes, these ones. I've noticed a small uh, reptile. Yeah. In the, um, I think um, it might be a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I don't 
massive. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's small T Rex. So the um the beech trees here, the leaves are just literally still in their buds. Do they come out a lot later because we're so high? Yeah, they, w- they will definitely be later. So you've got this lovely orange casing um, protecting the leaf growing um, within. And, um, and then you get this the beautiful, bright, fresh green um, that I'm guessing will be about a month away. Really? Gosh, so it, it'll be May before we get the proper leaf fall on the trees or yeah. not leaf fall but leaf explosion but I'm guessing they, I mean they'll probably open, start opening a bit sooner but um, especially if we if this beautiful weather continues and mm. um, in the understory of these beach you can see um, the native bluebells starting to emerge just the, the green leaves Little glossy leaves yeah. um, and I think yeah, there's a stem bud um, just coming through so there'll be another month or so, or three weeks yes, or so, won't they? Yeah. So Silent Valley in three weeks' time um, is definitely a place for beach leaves and bluebells. Yes, definitely. Um, so back in um, 1999, I volunteered with the Trust, um, having just graduated, um, and I did a lot of practical conservation tasks, so... The trust, this site is very special to me. This having, is yours. This is your. This is your hood. Yeah. So although yeah. I don't spend much Hello. time out and about now, um, it's lovely to to go on this journey and see it all again. Yeah. yeah. See the fruits of your labour. Now, there's two sheep ahead. Are they supposed to be in? Um, no, they've found their way in from right. uh, fence lines that that get cut. <laughs> um, and yeah, unfortunately, this beautiful acid grassland that we are in and um, does attract um, a, a lot of uh, this will be um, a tent the right. names of some party goers who unfortunately are unable to take away their rubbish and yeah. camping's not permitted on the site um, and for this That's reason um, they leave a lot of litter Gosh, a there's lot a of, lot of stuff here and then um, you'll notice the damage to the trees as well, cutting firewood. They um, cut it off the tree, yeah. which is about as thick as you can get. Yeah, them. and there's a carving on them, um, because we try and leave dead wood. So if a tree has to be cut down because of um, danger to visitors, uh, you know, if it's overhanging a path, we try and leave the dead wood because that creates additional habitats and is really important for invertebrates. Um, we had a local artist who came in, and I don't know if you can see, but there's an otter um, oh, yeah, carved yeah, yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, the otters had its ears cut off in, a, in the last spout of um, spate of vandalism, and you notice all the cans and the glass, cans, the bottles in the river, polystyrene plastic. Yeah, so it's, it's really a shame. What a shame! This is a really lovely little spot. You can see why people would come here. It's like a little natural. Um, campsite. But, yeah, it um, is beautiful, but um, sadly the minority ruin it for the yeah. majority. But but this has been ongoing since it since always I happens volunteered. As, as people want to go out into the countryside and have a bit of reckless fun and forget that, and the next time they come, all their rubbish will still be there. Yeah. And just below the path, you can see some violets. Covered in dew, they're really beautiful. 
They are beautiful. And the, um, the foliage of these plants um, is an important food for the fritillary butterflies. Are the fritillaries here then, in the um, reserve? Very small numbers, so not, not so much on this particular point, but there yeah. have been records of pearl-bordered fritillary. And that, this, this is an example of um, some of the management that, that gets done within, within the site. You, you'll notice the bracken around and... The, um, so bracken has been bashed here, has it? Yeah. How do you get rid of bracken? Um, <laughs> it's a lot of hard work um, from the rangers, and without the volunteers, it would be impossible. We have um, some really keen invol- volunteers who turn up every week, and um, later on in the season, bracken bashing will be their weekly task. I suppose it gets your aggression out. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Think of the bracken as your enemy. And bracken is a problem. Why? I mean, obviously, I can see it over the hills here. I, mean, I live in this area, and it sort of does choke every footpath in summer. But is it bad for the environment? Is it bad for? Um, there, there are reports that say it's carcinogenic, um, and as it rots down, um, that goes back into the soil. But I think the main problem is just that it, it carpets and um, creates a monoculture, so, so nothing else can grow through. So there's a nice undercurrent. That's a willow warbler. First of the year with a robin. And this thrush. It's a lovely song. Absolutely beautiful. It really just drips. in the background. It'd be nice if we could get really close to one and get right underneath it. It's so evocative of those sort of willow warbler, but I think it's hillside bird, hillside warbler really. Scrubby hillside warbler. It doesn't quite have the same name. <laughs> it's like the garden warbler. Ever been seen in a garden? Garden warbler? <laughs> Marsh tits, never seen near marshes. These are the lesser salandine, another beautiful spring flower. And um, yeah, they almost seem to be opening up as we watch them with the sun. Yeah, it's really reached them at last. Yeah. It's half past ten or something by now. <laughs> um, and we're on the edge of what looks like um, a military zone, but it's a, it's a. What is this place? Uh, there's a huge fence. To the, the left. And this ominous looking hill. And to the left is um, the. Silent Valley Waste site um, used to be a landfill site until quite recently, so it's been capped now. Um, and although there is this horrible, as you said, <laughs> military-looking fence, um, it is no longer strewn with plastic bags. Um, which, is, you know, since it's been capped and the ban or the levy that's been introduced to plastic bags. They do seem to be really made a difference. That's great. Definitely, yeah. Heartening. Occasionally, there's some positive policies (laughs) that do make a difference, and actually, this is yeah, good. So we found something that we can't identify, and uh, Becky's handed it to me. 
I think it's a horn. And um, she thinks it's a root. And it's got lots of stuff growing out of it, but boy, does it smell. So <laughs> let's put it down. <laughs> I think you're very brave to pick that up again. It's disgusting. Yeah. Try and remove the smell in the wet moss. Yeah. It's one of the pervasive smells of decay. <laughs> one of the one of the great smells of nature. I, I yeah, that's probably animal. And that yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of nature is delightful and sweet. And probably a sheep's horn, ram's horn. So we've got some slender little sapling type things, stripling trees here. Yeah, so these must have been planted once we took ownership of the site. I'm, I'm not sure. There'll be a few years. That, yeah, probably. And what are these? Too. These are the highest. Well, there's a few trees about this, but not many. These are. I think we've got Rowan Mountain Ash in front of us, um, and then yeah, to our right are those highest beech. Those are possibly the highest beeches in in England. Uh, sorry, in, in England. In Britain. In Britain. Yeah. Here we are in Wales. <laughs> Uh, in Britain. These could be the highest beaches in Britain. That's fantastic. It is, and to, to see them you know, so vast on, mm. on such um, poor soil is, is amazing, isn't it? So we're beside a little stream, like a tiny stream, and there's a big blob of... Yeah, there's um, a blob of... Frog spawn, unfortunately, if you can see, it's um. Yes, it doesn't look very healthy. No, that that must have been killed in the frost. I would mm. have said. Mm. Yeah. By the way, you're happily prodding in there. I think most people would. <laughs> <laughs> the true naturalist. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any signs of life. But yeah, there's in each of the cells you can see. It looks like they're going mouldy. Mm. Was there lots of frog spawn in here then? Um, further up, there, there normally is. I didn't see much this year. Birds will, will pick it out and... Um, and peck out the little... Mm. Tadpoles get a rough deal, don't they? It's they do. Cannon fodder. I guess that's why there's so, mu so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's high attrition levels. So we're standing under a... Crazy-looking tree with lots of super amount of twigs. This is a this crazy tree is a crab apple, and um, I guess within a, a month, maybe less, maybe just a couple of weeks, so you can see the buds, and this will be a beautiful blaze of really delicate pink flowers. Is that the crab bit then, the pink, or is that why? Or is it just because they taste so crabby? <laughs> <laughs> or no one knows, do they? No. Um, and then, yeah, the understory of this tree will, will be a carpet of bluebells, so it's worth popping back. Yeah, have we come too early? <laughs> we <laughs> no. have, yeah. It's such a beautiful day, though. And, uh, well, we've seen a lot, but it's, it's, it feels like, yeah, we should definitely come back and do another, like, mid-spring, late spring, early summer. <laughs> Yes, definitely. It, it is a, a sight to visit seasonally. It's so lovely. We've got the bearded lichen from this tree again, another indicator of just how clear the air now is on this. I'm taking lots of lungfuls and saving it up for when I go back <laughs> to Bristol. Pick up that woodpecker. <laughs> 
great spotted woodpecker. With a kind of sad song of the missile thrush behind it. So I feel really sad that we're about to leave Silent Valley. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful day. And we've seen so much. Thank you, Becky, for showing me all this. And, um, well, when should people come? When are the best times to come to Silent Valley? Is it any time at all? Or? Um, a- any time, I would say. Thank you for um, coming to share, share possibly my favourite Grant Wildlife Trust reserve. Um, but, yeah, come any time. There there's always something to see. Every season, um, there'll be an, a new, a new species, um, or a different species. Just there's always something to see. It feels like the atmosphere would change a lot every day by day here. So if you're in South Wales, in the sort of anywhere really between Monmouth and Brecon, really, and Merthyr, you could come here and have a wonderful afternoon or a morning and see some beautiful, some really truly beautiful things. Thanks, Becky. Thank you. You have been listening to a podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. You can find more podcasts and a host of other practical and inspiring articles about the countryside at countryfile.com. Thank you for listening.